1: stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
2: hi EllisPod fans it's jr here fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's
0: onside. Beautiful play! That is that! With a shot. Oh, it's a goal! Mike
1: Haynes is down! post for Shearer. Goal! But Glockman has it. Oh, deflection And a goal! It. He's hit it. It's Crabwell!
0: Swindon Town 2, Newport County nil. It won't live long in the memory but it'll do as Swindon maintain their fine home form this season by beating the usually tricky opponents from South Wales. Here to discuss is the boy from the Bitterland, it's Connor. Hello Connor. England, England, England. <laughs>
3: uh, hi Rich, how's it going?
0: Yeah very good, we'll, we'll get to that Chat a little bit later, but I'm sure you're just a huge rugby union fan.
3: Uh, I've probably watched about ten minutes of the Rugby World Cup. I was I was in the pub basically last night while Ireland were playing New Zealand, and you know wanted to kind of keep up with what's going on. But I mean, it's not uh, not that easy to keep up to date with it over here in Germany. I think you have to go out of your way, and uh, I think my relationship with rugby, while I don't hate it. Uh, I don't like it enough to go out of my way for it. So, uh, fingers crossed, uh, England can bring it home, and then I'll, uh, I'll I'll have been a massive rugby fan all of my life, and it'll be very meaningful to me. So, mm. when
0: there we go, when England won the World Cup all those years ago, I worked at Blockbuster in Trowbridge, and I was the only person willing to work that shift because I had no interest in it. And I watched just ten minutes or so today, and it's the first of the of the World Cup I've seen. Fiji got two tries and I went you know what guys you don't need me turned mm-hmm. it off there and then and they uh they got they got past. and also the cricket today Connor lost to Afghanistan that's not good
3: yeah no you were um dropping a lot of hot takes about the future of English sport in basically all different sports uh earlier and I didn't mind it to be honest like it's quite nice to just kind of be up to date with what's going on in various worlds of sport. so um yeah, no, that's not a good result, is it? Uh, I mean, the group stage for the cricket isn't that like, you basically play everyone that's ever played cricket 10 times or something. So sure, it'll be fine. Maybe, I don't know. This is this is going to fall really short the the first level of anyone who has any idea what they're talking about with cricket because, uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately not clued up.
0: Yeah, I asked Connor at the start of this episode to try and get half hour from this. And this is what we're doing.
3: (laughs) Just filling the word count.
0: And and the listeners will hear the fury of my son, who's just about to go to bed. So apologies for the background noise. But there's not much I can do about that, unfortunately. Before we get cracking, congratulations to listener Sarah in New Zealand, who's expecting the latest and newest Swindon Town fan. Uh, We need more listeners from a selfish point of view from New Zealand, frankly. So Sarah's commitment to the cause is appreciated. My daughter rejected the opportunity to go to the Swindon-Newport game. Swindon Town Football Club, you closed the Junior Robbins room for refurbishment during a home weekend at your peril.
3: Yeah, so it, it seems uh, awkward timing for that kind of thing, doesn't it? So you know, let's hope the next next time that we're at home, Rich, maybe it'll work out better.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a great shame, but these things they happen. Let's talk about Swindon Town to Newport County nil. Usual lineup: Malarkey first, Mahoney and goal, of course. Brewitt, Blake Tracy, and Godwin Malife at the back, of course. Hutton and Shade keeping his place on the wings. Uh, McEachran, Khan in the usual place, Kemp in the usual place, and Young coming in for Hepburn Murphy with Austin up top. We'd later see Hepburn Murphy, Kinsella, and quick cameos for Miles Obodo and Tom Clayton. Well, we spend a lot of time, Connor, fretting about future injuries and suspensions. I think that's four on four. Ghetto cards now, but first and foremost, it's great to see Tom Clayton back in the squad. Uh, yeah, no, I think he just he, he maybe like eases
3: the pressure on those three that are playing sort of every minute. Basically, uh, that you know, if they they do take a knock or if they do get suspended, that it's not all going to sort of fall apart a little bit because we we know what he can do from last season. Um, had some some really impressive displays, especially at the first half of the season. So it's one of those ones. I think, obviously. Can't really judge this week, like the fact he wasn't back in the team for anything. I think it's one of those ones where he doesn't have to come in automatically because what we have there is doing a pretty good job so far. Um, but it just, yeah, you know, <laughs> given the yellow cards that they like to pick up, I'm sure we'll get some game time fairly soon. Uh, and it's nice to have that option because, uh, yeah, if those if those yellow cards had been happening a little bit earlier in the season, uh, then we would have been a little bit Fred Bear at the back, I think.
0: Man for man, if everyone's fit in this squad, is that our strongest eleven? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think the 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 question really is:
3: Do you prefer Young or Hepburn Murphy? I don't really know where I stand on that. And then I guess it's: Do you prefer Duncan Clayton over one of the other three defenders? And again, I don't really know where I stand on that. So I think it's it's probably one of those ones where the players that came off the bench. And the team, they're like the ones that you know. Yeah, as long as they're fit, should be fine. So, you know, thirteen or fourteen—that's our—that's our best thirteen or fourteen, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think it's—I think it's definitely a candidate for the strongest eleven that we can field. In terms of Newport County, it was a very different side to what we are usually used to. I think there was only one player in their starting eleven who played in the Jodie Morris debut game earlier this year. And that was Scott Bennett. Everyone else didn't start that game. Uh, So I was very interested to see how they would do. But before that, I've done this every game since 2015, since I saw Bristol City uh, warm up at Ashton Gate looking absolutely furious and ready to tonk Swindon and it's not an exact science but it served me pretty well and that is to watch and judge the opposition during their shoot practice pre-game and when I saw Ollie Thomas sky his effort over the Stratton Bank uh, I sort of knew that this was going to be an okay day for Swindon which
3: it proved to be. Yeah no that's interesting I think it, that Obviously, I didn't see it because I was just sort of basically just made a snap decision to watch an iPhone about ten minutes before the game, so didn't see any of the warm ups or anything. But it, that kind of thing, as an emblem for their afternoon, I think is not too bad. As it? it seems to kind of sum it up a little bit, because uh, th- for all of our good play, I think they really didn't get going at all, uh, and uh, it, it was <laughs> it was one of those ones we were joking a halftime in the chat that like it's just a very league 2 game of football and then thankfully we kind of just went through the gears and got better as the game went on
0: uh, which sort of out for us to you know we can we can finish there rich i think i think we probably could it's, it's always nice when we can do those sort of uh, jokes on the pod where we can say this is how it went <laughs> the perils of league 2 football it is what it is we win we go again but no we, we do like to we well why stop now when we can really get into the first Bit of football fan nationalist tribalism. It took a massive, a whopping, a staggering one minute and two seconds for the first reference of the mythical act of Welsh sheep copulation, uh, which is very late for the town ends this season.
3: Yeah, I can only I can only imagine that that has something to do with the minute silence for Israel and Palestine. Uh, that it just would be incredibly. <laughs> sort of the wrong kind of note to sort of go off of uh that kind of moment uh to immediately singing about that uh so there had to be a little bit of time to kind of shift the vibe a little bit um onto sort of more frivolous matters i guess I, that honestly that's the only way it can you can explain to me that that yeah took 62 seconds rather than being uh, a cacophony before kickoff
0: yeah, I think the chance started shortly before, but I was waiting for the for the reference of the animal to really, and there it was, yeah. uh, locked in. And, you know, you don't want to be blowing up inflatable animals during a mark of respect. You know, you've got to stay classy. Newport, as I said, Newport won the previous encounter between the two sides. Scott Bennett was the only player from the opposition to start both of those games. And when I see Newport's name on the fixture list, I'm like, oh because they always give us a game and they've had so many mainstays in their 11 over the last three or four years. And they were very short in that supply. Even Townsend was on the bench again. Um, I always feel a little bit comfortable when Townsend is in the 11, but only Scott Bennett of, of the mainstays remain. But saying that, to start with, before the goal, I felt from the ground that they were moving the ball around better and they generally looked more up for it. And the crowd, certainly the Newport fans were were clearly looking forward to this game.
3: Yeah. I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Where, cause it's a local game, but it's not really a Derby. It's one that you kind of, you don't have as much of the dread uh, as you do with sort of some of the other sort of local games, but it's still really easy to get to. So they, they come to us in numbers. We go to them in um, very good numbers as well. Um, and, I always find the, the atmospheres of the games are quite interesting and, uh, and good fun. Uh, and then, like you say, they have been uh, a very good sparring partner over our league two years, over the last uh, little while. Uh, has Have been some interesting games going back and forth. And uh, obviously, uh, we've had some good results against them and some not so good, good results. So I was not really sure what to expect um, going into the game. Uh, like you say, then, the fact that the team that we've kind of been used to the past few years has kind of been sort of disassembled a little bit and they've got something new in place there now. Uh you know th- there's a lot in there to kind of try and figure out and I think it, 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 to me it kind of looked that you know they they'd started brightly and we were just trying to figure things out and feel our way into the game uh, and yeah I I think it's it wasn't the quickest start from us but it, it ultimately didn't need to be because uh, first presentable opportunity of the game and we're a goal ahead.
0: Literally the first. I don't recall anything. I don't recall Swindon doing anything significant in in those opening exchanges of them. Bam! Uh, Charlie Austin does well to get the ball out of his feet. Lovely touch to Dan Kemp. Johnny Maxted is caught in no man's land. Kemp passes Maxted and sticks the ball away from a tight angle. And I think that's quite underrated how tricky that finish is. There's still plenty to do and he, he's finished with a Uh Yeah, no, it, it's one of those ones where I always see the kind of chance that
3: that goal was scored from and you're always like, this should feel like we're going to score, but you just know that someone's going to get across uh, and cl- close the angle down and what well, looks like a really good opportunity is actually going to end up being a really tough finish. Uh, and to a certain extent, it was, I think, actually quite a it did require a good finish from Kemp um but it's one of those ones where he has really no right to get to the ball I don't know why they've just allowed him so much time to sort of run onto it because yeah if they'd been remotely switched on then a defender or the goalkeeper would would do anything as it is the goalkeeper comes out and then it just it seems like he's like I don't know playing FIFA and his control is switched off because he just sort of froze <laughs> uh for that split second that was all that Dan Kemp needed to just get the ball out of his feet like you say and uh stick it in, in into the goal uh so again one of those ones where the, the amount of times probably in the, in the history of swindon where we'd have seen the uh, our attackers do that take the ball past the goalkeeper do that all perfectly and then not score um it, it was very nice to see the sort of uh, the net rustling there because yeah when when you kind of get given an opportunity like that to take it uh it really set us up for a much more comfortable afternoon than it may have been if we hadn't have uh, gone ahead at that time. And yeah, just a shout out as well to Charlie Austin for um, like what is a a very good pass, like not one that I saw in the build up of the play. So uh, yeah, fair play to him.
0: Yeah. It's a terrific pass just to get it out of his feet as quickly as he did. And I think you can always trust Swindon's attackers to get on those. So even if Austin didn't know exactly where Kent was, you've got a good idea and We've seen a lot of that from Swindon, but it it was done terrifically well by Austin. And Austin is this incredibly frustrating player. He's brilliant and he did a lot of good things, a lot of great things this weekend. But there were times where just the basics and it was and he wasn't the only, absolutely was not the only culprit here, but basic passing going awry throughout the game was, was just one of these things at the moment, which is kind of annoying. But when he does those moments, it makes it all worthwhile.
3: Yeah, because ultimately a couple of the things that were frustrating in the first half of his performance were like the the five-yard pass is not going to feet, um, which I think probably is just like miscommunication with the players because a lot, a lot of the time it wasn't that he hadn't hit the pass properly. It's just that the player wasn't where he thought they were going to be. So, you know, maybe that is a criticism of both the passer and the receiver in that case. But uh, it's one of those ones where, even though I kind of, there are a couple of them and I was like, this is weird. But then also I wouldn't have then gone into like, he's had a bad game because he was putting a real shift in and obviously that pass as well. Um, I think he, it, it, it's just like, basically, I think if you told me it wasn't Charlie Austin, it's just a completely different striker that's good at this level, <laughs> um, then uh, I would probably believe you. Because I, I think it's, it's, I guess maybe the fact that his name goes before him in the sense that we remember what he, what he's been like, for his career up until now and it it feels like we're seeing a very different version of him uh to what there is before but you know when uh other players are able to finish their chances and he's able to sort of lay on and create and uh yeah work hard then uh that that's a, a really good thing and I think one of the things that we maybe would have been concerned about before he came would have been the work rate uh and I think that's actually one of the things that you definitely can't complain about is that he, he really is putting a shift in every game for us which uh, it's definitely useful.
0: Absolutely agree. Every single time. You cannot knock that man's commitment to the cause. I don't know if you picked it up uh, on iFollow for those who are international or on holiday in the old chateau, but it was <laughs> it was it was a half dominated by supporters getting irate at their attacking midfielder, I think he is, Will Evans, not the one that used to play for Swindon for going down injured a few times. He, he was so committed to this bit that he didn't return for the second half and they really lost a player in Newport because the young lad that came on, although, you know, he looks like he's got potential, he just couldn't do what Evans has been doing for them this season. I think the the, the initial injury was it's something that you don't see enough of. He, I think Bruit's clipped his heels... And, you know, we bemoan players for, you know, getting platoons. They get they go down like they've been snipered. Well, he did the Sunday league. Ah! Oh! Ah! And it did look daft on a football pitch.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't... I can't really remember that <laughs> happening, but I did pick up that he was going down quite a lot. So, <laughs> it, it was weird. I, I, I don't know, like, how, how did he manage to keep on playing if it was clearly so oh, bad?
0: Oh, he, I don't he know. was... Yeah, and he, he, he was struggling... And I think after that everything was just an add-on, but everyone around is thinking that he's pretending, but he was subbed off and he was useful. I thought he was I thought he, he Bogle missed him in the second half. Um and there the slight dip um was probably a part of that. But it was just the fact that for the first one, it's like you don't see you don't get penalties given if you kind of just do the I've stood on Lego reaction to a clip on the hills.
3: Yeah, no, so it, it, it's an interesting image for sure. So uh, I'd have to see if I can search that out.
0: Right. Well, please do. Um, this is me stretching out what was probably the poorest half of football I've seen at the county ground this season. We've been spoiled uh, so far. This one was felt like a, a real return to, uh, yeah, we're in League Two, aren't we, everybody? But Omar Bogle had a, a speculative effort on goal. Mahoney saved it well. Um, Half hour point around about then. There was a lovely through ball by Dan Kemp for Jake Young. He beats the offside trap this was Young's chance to reach double figures. He's, I think, five games without a goal now, but his effort is safe well by Johnny Maxtegg. I actually missed the effort and thought it was going to go in, but I was so convinced, Connor, that it was offside. And I've looked back, and I think there is somebody keeping him on, but I was so convinced in the ground that it was offside, I didn't bother getting up. Mm-hmm. And then when people weren't celebrating, I was like, well, hang on, because the, the official hadn't raised... The, the flag yet and I was like well how's he missed that? But it was a very good save to be fair.
3: It is a really, really good save. Uh and I mean you have to be scoring there to be to be quite frank. He he has he has the whole goal at his mercy really and he has McEachran following in if he just wants to tap it across and uh give him a completely open net. But um yeah I think really have to you mostly have to point out the the, the fact it is an incredible save to just sort of get across and apartment uh, wide um and the keeper then made another really good save from the resulting corner as well so uh i think again it's one of those ones where i think we we're sort of talking about it and uh We we agreed that it could have been 2 0 and that there was going to be uh, the the keepers made a good save, but I'm not sure that we were actually all talking about the same chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great to see George McEachran absolutely
2: fuming
0: that he wasn't afforded the uh, opportunity to tap it in, taking it out on the goalpost. And I was thinking, well, there's a metatarsal injury in that, but he's not scored for Swindon yet, so I'm sure he was desperate and it would have been a nice simple tap in and yeah it was good angle uh, by Austin to try and get that on target and um, yeah it was well saved by Max said it was pretty much as good as got if you if you're like a 12 year old or whatever that just follows football religiously through five minute highlights reels we kind of made the first half sound all right but it wasn't
3: well like I say it was just the fact that a lot of players on both sides just weren't able to complete five yard passes under like not very much pressure as well. And it's just like silly things where like we'd give the ball away, win it back, give it away again. <laughs> and It's just, it's just a very, uh, like, I think for uh, some games recently, we've kind of described it a little bit as an, as attritional. And I don't think you could call this that because it was like very much just like random. It's kind of almost as if like the ball was a different shape for some reason, just the players are struggling to <laughs> get used to it. Um, so yeah. in in terms of the actual run of play and the chances, I think we deserved to go in ahead. I think we were the slightly better team, um, but we didn't have to do a huge amount to get our lead. Uh, we discussed the free chances, basically. Uh, and from from their side, they didn't... There wasn't really a point where I was particularly uh, worried about any kind of perilous opportunity, any anything that they, they were going to create. So... Uh, yeah, it was just one of those ones. I think by by, by half-time, I kind of was uh, sort of slightly just losing interest because I thought, well, we're not going to score and I don't think they're going to do anything either um, and was uh, invigorated by a quick break. Uh, and the second half, I think, also clearly invigorated the players because it was at least more watchable uh, of a game in the second half.
0: Yeah, I almost didn't go this weekend because I've got a bit of a bad back, woe is me, and... And a few of the uh, the regulars weren't attending for various reasons. So I was like, oh, shall I go? Oh, if I don't, I'll miss a 5-0. And and, oh. and I went. And so I don't regret, never regret seeing Swindon win. But the first half was like, ah, yeah, OK. Um, if, if I'm off for the next two weeks with a bad back, this probably wouldn't have been my greatest decision
2: ever. <laughs> Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1. Well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before, but hey, I love it, okay, so don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the Chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home, but no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Good pass from Austin forward to Kemp. The goalkeeper Max sends it out quickly and has made a mistake. Into it,
1: has Kemp saved him and sent Swindon into an early lead.
0: This wasn't a good game, but Swindon were were much better in the second half. They were much more watchable, and Newport were kind of sort of stuck in their rut. I think they're just going through the motions. They've, they've their squad has changed quite a bit. They had a couple of young players in. I think they had more teenagers. Play or start this weekend than Reading did on on Tuesday night, and Omar Bogle looks like an interesting player, but he was reduced to soft high balls, which was dealt with almost every time by Tom Brewitt, and you know whatever did go his way, it was being followed up by Swindon players. And uh, we we got close, uh, a trademark Bruitt block. He's done that almost every home game in the last three or four, where he does the diving, desperate lunge, but it it works nicely, but. That block fell nicely to Charlie Austin and a counter-attack ensues. A one-two between Romeo Hutton and Saidu Khan results. And Khan just getting an effort in. His attempt to beat Max Ted is, well, the goalkeeper saves it. And it just dinks the post. And I I felt like he he wasn't going to reach it. So to see it hit the post felt like an achievement. But I want to see Saidu score more goals. And that would have been nice. It was a
3: really, really nice move. Uh, And I think it's one of those ones where as he gets up to sort of take the chance... Uh, I'm like sort of halfway out of my seat, kind of thing, because it just looks so so presentable. And again, I think it's uh, yeah mixture of sort of not the greatest finish, and then I think again some sort of decent goalkeeping there. So uh, yeah, for for, in fairness to the the keeper Maxted, I think he's he's basically given us a goal head start, but then has uh, done everything that he could to keep them in the game. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't think Khan's main crucial thing that he can bring to the team is goals but I think it's it'd be nice to see him getting in, and, in amongst them as well um, because yeah I think at least as as far as I'm seeing it and uh, it could just be that sort of I, I've just changed my mind and if I was to watch some of the stuff from last season I'd have a different opinion now to what I did then but I think he's really growing into uh, the team and and becoming sort of a little bit more reliable uh, shall we say Uh So I'm, I'm, yeah, growing to like him a lot more as a sort of holding midfielder for us. Um, But yeah, I think it'd be nice to see him sort of rewarded for some of the sort of Uh, good play that he does uh, with a couple of goals as well so I think I agree with you there
0: yeah and it would have been nice for Hutton to get an assist because he was quite quiet this weekend so that would have been good for morale and and so forth I suppose but it did seem a little bit quieter this this was a game for shade side which isn't usually the case
3: yeah and it was quite nice to see him getting involved so much because again I I guess that's one of the areas in the team where, where you look at the the 11 it's like Obviously, we we kind of expected uh, Shade to be there because of the, um, uh, uh, because of Iwakwe being out, uh, and you know, based on sort of recent performances, I, you know, would have not been particularly unhappy if that had been the case, even with everyone fit, kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's just it's just interesting because yeah, I, I think we we've discussed at length before. Uh, I'm not entirely certain that Tyree Shade is a wingback if he can play as well as he did uh, on uh, Saturday in that position than, than maybe he is, maybe it is similar to sort of the Iandolo thing where no one sort of knew what position he was until he kind of <laughs> 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 just kind of, we <laughs> decided that he was a wing back kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I think a good performance. He was, he was just sort of always an option uh, and always doing positive things with the ball, which, um, I think is, is what we want to see for him. Cause like I say, the technical, the, what you can actually do with the ball and, um, obviously just sort of being able to move around the pitch um, with physical attributes and all that kind of stuff. None of that's really in question. It's just like putting the pieces together and making the right decisions. And uh, that definitely was happening a lot more on Saturday. So um, I think one of those for him where, you know, he's put a little bit of a marker down there. And if he can build on that, then that's probably beginning to become his position to lose.
0: Plenty of Shade talk for this game. Jimmy Legg says, happy to see Shade grow into the game. I think he's the best fit on the left at this moment. Jason says, Shade had one of his best games. Chris O'Kill says, McEachran gave spells a positive attack. Him and Hutton going forward should deliver so much more. Kemp class Shade just the opposite of McEachran. It's always, if only he'd have done X, Y, Z, only once did he take a player on and whip the ball in low. Just once. Michael says, Shade is an athlete. I can see what Flynn means. Could be a bit less selfish when he gets near to goal. He could get a lot of assists. So he's a Marmite player, Conor, I think, in 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 conclusion there. And I think he was given the opportunity to meander. And it's the sort of play that's acceptable when we're in control. And if we're not con- in control, it'll irk because of that, just that style of play he has where he meanders along and he's so, not lethargic, but it, it, it doesn't seem urgent and then he gets a shot in or he or he plays the ball. But it, it's good that Tyree Shade gives Flynn the headache and gives Uwakwe and Ben Ward the, the competition.
3: Yeah, for sure. And in theory, it should bring the best out of all of them in terms of making them have to play well to compete for their place. Uh, So, uh, let's hope that that is what happens and, you know, it it brings the best out of both of them, or all three of them, I guess. Uh, Because, yeah, like I say, we we can see that there's a really good player in there and I think he shows glimpses of it. Uh, So, if he can just keep showing those glimpses more often, then uh, that can only be a good thing for him and for us. So, uh, fingers crossed on that front.
0: Yeah, and it was game, set and match in the 82nd minute. Yeah, we've already got that far. Very much a case of rebounds allowed. Khan's effort is saved by Johnny Maxted, but Rashan Hepper Murphy who'd come on earlier in the game, was quick to react. First touch, nice reactionary finish and no panic nearer to the end of the game. Uh, yeah, I think he'd kind of
3: come on and sort of was a lot of huff and puff and not really getting the chances falling his way so when something like that presents itself to him um, he'll be saying thank you very much and just get out of that little bit of a, a few games without a goal kind of thing which I'm sure will have been weighing on him a little bit especially with the the defeats in the last couple of weeks and yeah t- took it well uh, and it just meant that although we'd been the better team throughout the second half it just meant we didn't have to worry uh, about them just being able to fl- throw something up and we'd just drop two points just because we haven't seen the game off completely sorted it out and uh yeah it was a relaxed rem- <laughs> remainder of the afternoon early evening uh, for us
0: yep and there was a hat trick during this game it wasn't goals it was football fan nationalist tribalism quick brace at the end uh, a god save the king not a god save your gracious king which is the the more aggressive version of that and then Instantly followed by an England, England, England. I think the town end knew who we were playing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I it's interesting, isn't it? I, you must imagine Newport would just be so bored of it because they must get it from most other teams that, that, to some extent, right? Um, but you know, always good to sort of have a a little bit of an angle in the game, I guess, for some of the chance. And uh, it made a little bit of noise, uh, made that a little bit more
0: of a. Carnival end to the game, I guess, Rich. Mm, yeah, well, I'm just happy the geography was fine because I've heard the town end called Colchester Northern, uh, so you know that that that's that's reassuring. But in in terms of the first chant, way back in the first minute and second second. The thing is, the Welsh teams, they own that chant now, so it, it doesn't rattle anybody. So I think the one that would rattle is the national anthem, I would say. I think that's the one. If you're going to rattle anyone, it, it rattles me.
3: Because it just doesn't even slap, Rich. Like It's it not it's
0: it's boring just, as hell, isn't it? It's, yeah, so.
3: should, we should use a better song. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not going to come up with a list of them now. Um, Gold, Spandau Ballet. Fine. Yeah. Um, just imagine, <laughs> imagine, uh, that being sung, uh, yep. to try and wind up some Welsh fans. Yeah, the <laughs> that would is, be quite fun, wouldn't it? That'd national be, yeah.
0: anthem gold by Spandau Ballet maintains the boring verse, but really comes, you know, into its own, uh, during the chorus uh, for everyone to enjoy.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but Probably not the, the the best example, but it doesn't matter because Swindon won 2-0 and we go back up to sixth, back in the playoff places, back into, if we win our game in hand, we go second, which is always lovely. And then we now prepare for Salford next Saturday. Post game, Michael Finn said it's three points. Yes. Uh, second half, we were more professional. First half, we were sloppy. Halftime team talk was to be careful as we were going to let them back in potentially and I think that goes very much alongside the this time last season we would have lost that game sort of rhetoric we responded well we stepped up everywhere in the second half really enjoying watching us we are making good strides concentration was better and we should have scored more. Kane might be back next week. He's been running today, but it's an odd injury. Trialists have done well and they're smashing lads, but we're not looking uh, to be doing anything just yet. Uh, Flynn doesn't want to bring players in for the sake of it. The usual stuff there. Salford's a tough place to go. Uh, They've lost... This weekend, but they've just had back-to-back wins. Um, we need to keep plodding on and not get too high or too low after individual results. And then he, he, just a little love letter to his beloved Newport County. Wants nothing but success for them. It's a club he loves. Get a room, guys. Thanks to uh, No More Heroes on the Italian forum for making my life so much simpler um, in terms of listeners reactions terry king said it was a tough watch but we won and for me it never felt like we were going to concede Uh, Tom Bruett played well, but George McEachran was pulling the strings in midfield. Paul Merriman says if everyone takes their chances, it's another crazy scoreline. First half was messy, slack passes and misreading play. Second half was much more like it, much more like how we should be playing sharp and moving forward quickly. H the Duck says Kemp, best player on the pitch. Overall, not brilliant from town, but enough to get the win. Could that very good second half performance, be the making a Shade or just another false dawn. Time will tell, but here's hoping. Bench a little stronger today, but still need another number nine. Mark Kirkman says five home wins on the bounce, no injuries, and decent second half display. Next three home games against Ginningham, Stockport, and Mansfield. will test our promotion credentials. And Tucker Jenkins says very conservative first half, but second half much better with Hutton, Dokes, and Shade being far more ambitious. Second goal was crucial, as we've seen us fail to kill off a game when we're clearly the better team of the match Bruitt, but Shade and Kemp were also fab. So in summary with everybody else, first half wasn't good. Second half was much better. Bruitt and Kemp are very good. Brickwall comments for Bruitt, Absolute baller rhetoric for Kemp. Three points are three points. Uh, the listeners' man of the match was comprehensively, Tom Brewitt, Dan Kemp in second. As I said, there are lots of brick wall talk for Tom Brewitt, who for me is sort of the king of recovery. Uh, Maybe for just not just our hearts, but (laughs) uh, I don't want to. Do I need to go down the road where I I end up criticizing him? And I don't. Yeah, I think you do because
3: this is this is the LS Pod bit. So yeah, yeah.
0: I, I always find him like he'll let players dance past him, but he's so good at recovering. And like his first headed clearance might go straight to the opposition, but then he'll he'll get rid of it then. He just he's got that second that second bite of the cherry he's so good at. He was undeniably very, very good in that second half, but for me it's Dan Kemp.
3: (laughs) Well right. So I'm gonna say that I'm kind of I'm coming around on Brewitt in terms of I think. He's, he looks better for having that preseason under his belt. It, he looks like he's building up a good working relationship with what is a very established back three now. With I'd um, say it's
0: there the the, the relationship. I'd say yeah, it's like
3: there. They're they're like yeah they they're combining well. They know sort of when to sort of sit in for each other and all that kind of stuff. Um, but obviously he does most of the sitting in. Um, so I think I think it's one of those things where, like week to week, I think he's improving as a player, which is a really good thing. Um, And, um, yeah, the performances recently um, have been very, very good. Um, As you know, Rich, when I tend to sort of decide who's my man of the match kind of thing, I try and think about story of the game and, like, whose sort of contribution to the game was the most crucial kind of thing. Um, I don't think the story of the game was us really keeping Newport Bay. I think they did that themselves. (laughs) So I, I would, unless a, a defender's going to have popped up and scored a goal or um, set set things up or sort of just been absolutely sensational and build up play, I think it's hard for them to win it for me. So I think I would agree with you. It's Dan Kemp, um, just in terms of taking that goal really well and just yeah, just being a joy to watch, um, working really hard as well. Uh, I think he he combines a lot of things that I like in a player, uh, and and the performance was good. And I think, it to be honest, as well, what I would also point out with this is, it's actually quite hard to decide uh, who would be who would be man of the match because I think there are a lot of very solid performances, um, and it, what, there wasn't like one person that ran the show or starred. So um, you can you can pick out a lot of different names there. Obviously, I've already praised Austin earlier in the uh, in the podcast episode this week. Uh, said nice things about Sidhu Khan as well. Brew it. Um, But I think you can can pick out most players uh, for something positive that they did. And ultimately, that's what we want, right? We're trying to build a platform so that as we get later on into the season, we're able to sort of have a bit of a shot of promotion by just constantly nailing down these three points at home. We're managing to do that. Uh, And uh, ultimately, that's it. Like we've come off of a kind of tricky week uh, in terms of losses. And uh, yeah, they've just kind of gone straight in and just sort of picked up where they left off uh, with the previous home game. So um, yeah, hats off to
0: everyone involved. Good stuff, very much so. And it, it's not a bit that we we say Kemp for the sake of it. Bruett was very very good. He was without doubt my my second choice, but I think over the ninety minutes and a lot of the listeners who have said it was Dan Kemp. Because it's not just as going like, oh, Brewitt's got man of the match. Let's select somebody else just to be contrary. The the justification with Dan Kemp is over the ninety minutes he was our best player, and I agree with that. And I think what you said and what Terry King said in the listeners' contributions was 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 accurate. Is it never felt like we were going to concede? Frankly, Newport were quite lousy really. But um, if we play like we did against them, in, like we did against teams in late August or in August, early September, we would have won that five or six nil. (laughs) I generally do.
3: But at the same time, I think where I might then slightly argue against my earlier point that defense, like the the defense was not the um, crucial thing in us winning the game. If you're able to sort of keep it tight at the back and not really concede too many opportunities, then you only need to go up up and get one goal uh, to sort things out. So it's the kind of thing where it is really pleasing to watch us sort of pick up clean sheets in that kind of manner without really being too troubled, because it does give you the the sort of confidence that in the next game at home should hopefully be able to sort of hopefully continue sort of doing that. We've not had to play incredibly well uh, on Saturday to pick up the three points. And you'd hope that basically, you know, we have been playing well in most of the games that I've seen us play this season. So you'd hope that next time someone comes into town we'll will continue the good defensive performance while also then, you know, offering a little bit more in terms of uh, forward play as well. So, it's just it's just good vibes all around for me at the moment. <laughs> I'm
0: struggling to say anything too <laughs> negative, no, which no, is the, good. That's what we that's what we yeah, want, right? Yeah, we're we're comfortably up there. If this is the season, we're gonna end up in the playoffs as a minimum. If this is the way the season is going, we win our home games and we're hit and miss away. That's enough. That'll get us into the into the playoff zone as an absolute minimum minimum. And it it does feel like we I have made an issue for for the podcast where I have to justify why. Dan Kemp, who is our best player, <laughs> shouldn't get sh- or should get man of the match over somebody who got the sponsors man of the match, the listeners man of the match. But plenty of people voted for him as well. I think over the ninety, he was the best player. And um, yes, sorry everybody for that. So uh, not really much more to cover. We have an FA Cup draw. Uh, been announced it's it's home which is nice uh, we are to play older shot town and we haven't played them for over what, 11 years since Paul Caddis scored a penalty in a 2-1 loss and that was a game where I think De Canio went crazy at them maybe is that the one where Ferry and They're that went let, out let them
3: dance that, yeah that I one. think it's
0: the let them dance game so we get to uh, get to welcome it's great for strictly come dancing fans and Judging by the uh, the listeners' contributions, there's a good few of those. Tommy Widrington, father of uh, the the Strictly Dancer Kai Widderington, and also, Connor, one of the first ever football autographs I ever got. Well, there you go. That's uh, yeah. coming full circle uh, at yeah. <laughs> the start yeah. of November. Not bothered by the Strictly Come Dancing stuff, but absolutely bothered that in 1994, when I was at Southampton versus Aston Villa, um, I got Tommy Widrington's autograph a very curvy um effort I, if i remember but we get to welcome back uh harry's no we kyan harry's back to, back to the county ground imagine if he came back to haunt us that oh wouldn't... he almost certainly will oh, God. Um, yeah. so just
3: just accept that that's going to happen and then hopefully we can score two goals rather than uh yeah the the i, I don't know Usual one, whatever. Uh, I think it's one of those ones, isn't it? It's not the most uh, exciting draw. Um, but I think in terms of us, obviously we've, we've kind of, uh, if if you were to sort of say anything negative about spending the season, it's mostly just about the uh, the squad depth and all that kind of stuff. Um, just worrying that this amaz- this great form early on in the season is not going to continue once injuries and suspensions pick up. If we can get a cup run going, that's the sort of thing that can increase a budget. Uh, and hopefully will do um, come January. Um, Because, yeah, if we're able to get through and get a good team uh, in the second round, in the third round, in the fourth round, if we are so lucky to get so far, um, then, uh, you know, we've got the manager that sort of seems to be able to do that, have the magic trick in how how you um, progress through the early rounds of the FA Cup. Uh, And it it would be, I think, very good for us if we could, uh, yeah, get that sort of payday in the third round, if we can get that far. So, we we can't think about that just yet. We have to win that game and get through. Um, but uh, yeah, a home game against obviously a good team. So we, we can't um, we can't really underestimate them. They're only one league below us, but it's one that you know if we if we play the way that we have been played at home, we should win. Hopefully, uh, I've I I've no complaints. But I also am not inspired by it either. So
0: well, who would you be inspired by? Um, well, you tell me. Curzon right. Ashton. Yes. Averley or Barnett. Yes, Alfreton. Yes, because imagine the they'd be so rich in narrative. Okay, Worthing. Yes, Chesterfield. No, Portsmouth. Yes, Bolton. No, Sully Hall. No, Oxford United. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> Cray Valley Paper Mills.
3: Absolutely, hundred percent. I think that might be the that's the, the one. one, isn't it? Marine. Yes,
0: <laughs> or Sheppey United town or Chelmsford yes <laughs> AFC filed no yeah good lad <laughs> Needham Market or York City yes Ramsgate I don't even know what that is exactly there we go well we've rattled through all the teams um so there we go that's I'm I'm happy with it it's past the year we haven't played them for the for a decade so that's fine by me and what if we're gonna humiliate ourselves? At least I don't have to travel to older shop for the privilege. I'll be sat in my seat like Woking, you know. When when that when we went out to Woking and it just didn't feel like a cup shock, that was sad. And I, I think we should be playing as near it our strongest eleven. But Lewis Ward, given him the opportunity to play against his former side, you know who can resist that? Well,
3: and I think that he uh, has served us well in this competition before, hasn't he? So. Hopefully, can pick up where he left off with that save from Rodri uh, <laughs> back in the day, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I I am looking forward to the FA Cup this season. I think purely just because because we've got a manager who seems to be able to to negotiate it. If we do fall at the first hurdle, then we just need to probably never enter it again. Um, but uh, yeah, if we manage to get through, then great. Uh, I think <laughs> I think we'll, we'll discuss it in greater detail probably uh, once the the ties upon us in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, surely will. So there we go. Three more points back in the playoff places. Tom Brewett is having the season of his career and probably might be player of the season. And we're still in the FA Cup because we haven't played yet. Connor, thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Good run by him and that match score.
0: The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds.
1: Come on Swinders.